Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Welcome back to the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. The episode you're about to listen to is episode 159, and the audio is jacked up. So I do uh, want to apologize to everybody that is listening to this podcast right now that our microphone was muffled, and we did not notice it until we were already done the review. And since me and my partner Primetime, you know, we can be we're essential workers and we travel a lot and stuff like that. It's hard for us to get back on course to like to redo podcasts. So we put this one out. So we do apologize for the muffled sound for the next podcast. We're going to make sure that everything is on and ready. I appreciate all the love that you guys give us. So I hope you guys enjoy the show. But I want to give you guys that quick disclaimer about the, uh, the audio problems that we're having in this show. So once again, make sure you guys check out. A Prime Nostalgia Podcast and of course the No Give Me See the Podcast on No Curlish Studios and enjoy the show. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to No Gimmicks Needed. Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you. You have to be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do big that sucker! Do I have everybody's attention now? Yeah, I hear you, Sam Pup. Welcome back to the No. Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Pockets. I'm your host, Mr. A&E, and it's been a long month away from the uh, the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Pockets. I want to apologize to you guys right now, and on the show with me is my co-host, not Deion Sanders, a prime time. What's up, everybody? That's all I got. It's, it's, it's all I got. You probably forgot all the rest of it. <laughs> uh... We are back here with another No Give Me Wrestling podcast. Uh, once again, apologies for, for for being delayed. And then the thing is, I was supposed to contact everybody on Twitter and Instagram. Like, hey, the podcast will be delayed this week and I come and just never got around to it. So it's been, I just disappeared for a month. And I apologize to all of you guys for that. So uh, and we was getting our, whole, our Halloween stuff together. So it's just been it's just been a whole lot. And besides, with this pandemic going on, it. Some weeks it just be hard to find wrestling news to talk about without copying off of everybody else of what they're talking about. So, you know, but now uh, I do got like, I'm not going back t- uh, too many weeks at all, but I do got some, you know, news, stuff like that to talk about and everything like that. So uh, let's get right on into it. Make sure you guys pay the bills. Check out spacesphilly.com and the production we are a part of. You guys can check this out on spacesphilly.com or check out their content first. For your black podcast is right here in Philly. Uh, we got um, <clears throat> the Market Dark Show, Both Sides, Lulu and Pop, Lulu and Pop Horror Show, especially around the Halloween time. Make sure you guys check out that podcast as well. Then check us out on No Gimme Seen Wrestling Podcast, uh, Nerdgasm Talk Podcast, Church of Hip Hop Culture and Beyond, 
Dropped off Silver Tongues, and uh, hopefully Bob Falls as we coming out soon. So, uh, also, check us out on all the, all the podcast apps. So Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. You got something playing in the background, Brian? Uh, so check out uh, all our podcast apps, such as uh, all, all, all the podcast apps here, yeah, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and of course, on YouTube Premium. Check out YouTube Premium if you listen to YouTube Premium as well. So uh, we got all that, but then uh, make sure you check out the realnerdcoalition.com. You know why? Because we got some new merch up there. The Nerd Ernst Studios and Level Up. You guys need to go outside and as you're going to be traveling, especially like my man Prime is doing, make sure you guys fight COVID-19 with the new Coalition Studios and Coalition Level Up mask. The NC Studio mask and the NC Level Up mask are now available. The shop, I got myself one and they are comfortable. You know what I'm saying? I got me an NC Studios one as well. And don't forget, your, it's getting colder out there, man. It's uh, We're not trying to have a dark winter. So make sure you guys go out there and get your NC Studios hoodie. So that's the, uh, uh, well, NC Studios, NC Level Up hoodie that we got out there now, man. All this stuff is available right now. The new merch is on there and it's live. The No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling t-shirt, the podcast you guys listen to. And we put up the Nerdgasm, uh, hopefully this weekend, put up the Nerdgasm Talk podcast stuff up there as well so make sure you guys check all that great stuff out and also check out qflow stuff uh the war drum is out from last year it's doing pretty good he got a lot, lot of new projects coming up and he's gonna be celebrating his birthday check out the prime nostalgia podcast as well for a lot of things that he has going on in there and um yeah i'm saying he got some great stuff uh coming in as, as he's you know uh back to work and everything like that so we since last month, last time he was on the podcast, we talked about uh, Clash of Champions. Now we have um, two paper, actually two pay per views coming up. Probably should do two predictions for it. We got Hell in a Cell coming up this uh, Sunday, and then we also got NXT Takeover Halloween Havoc. Okay. Yeah. So. Is that, that's not a pay per view though. It, you're right. It's just, it's just like a show, though, right? Yeah, you know, you know, Ben's gonna take everything they had and just make it a house show, basically. Yeah, that's especially what he's doing. But you know what? For respect to NXT, I think I was gonna be, I was gonna probably give our predictions anyway. Because okay. I'm saying I, I pre, I'm pretty sure the, the the whole card is ready to like this. So, uh, but yeah, but honestly, to be honest with you, it's not that long of a card for for both shows. Shocking, which which is really good, but yeah, shocking. And like I said, NXT, uh, like I said, NXT is taking place as as a, a regular show opposed to you know um, uh, uh, like a peer peer review and stuff like that. But uh, this show it's also it is hosted by Shazzy Blackheart, so we was we was right there last time. Uh, but so let, let's get into let's just do Hell in a Cell first. So Hell in a Cell pay per view I do not like, which is this Sunday, October twenty fifth. Yes, Hell in a Cell, which is coming up in Amway Center or in, in Orlando, Florida, when it comes uh, at the Thunderdome. So. We have a five-match card. Literally, three Hell in a Cell matches, 
and two regular matches, which is supposed to probably be the buffer between those Sun and Sun matches, and no pre-show match, which you know they'll probably add on to later. Right Two people that I did not want to be in a Hell in a Cell match are the only two people that they, the main two people are in the, in the Hell in a Cell match. But you know what? If, if we're talking about the same people, that, that story has been getting really, really good. No, I'm talking about two different people, like different matches. Oh. Um, both matches, yes. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm tired of seeing Randy Orton in the matches. I'm tired of seeing Roman Reigns in the Hell in a Cell matches. I'm just. I feel you. Okay, I feel you on that one. I, okay, I can agree with you on that one. Well, let's get into our Hell in Hell to Cell uh, predictions, and then uh, so uh, let's go. Which I, this is the order I think that the, the matches are going to be in. Starting off the night is probably going to be for the WWE Championship because that's not Vince's homeboy. So it's going to be Drew McIntyre taking on Randy Orton inside Hell in a Cell. So, Prime, who wins this? Who wins this matchup? And how brutal is this one going to be? I just, I just say just to get it over with. I say Drew wins and he moves on to another people. I'm kind of, I'm not sick of them, but I thought they should have pulled the plug with Orion in the last match, and they didn't. So since they didn't, I think he just gonna lose. They go to something else. Yeah, I think it's got. Uh, what is that squeaking? You hear that squeaking? Well, I am outside. So. Okay, okay, that's cool then. Uh, um, so. The thing about that is, Randy Orton should be not in the ambulance match because he lost three pay per view matches in a row. So you yeah. technically should be going to the back of the line here, but I guess he had no bounce for, for, for Drew to go against. So they said, "All right, fine, we're going to do another match with Randy Orton." I'm like, but we already know the outcome. So now, if Randy Orton wins the championship, that's just kind of left field. We don't need that right now. Randy Orton does not need the championship. I see, but I thought. I Sheamus is on the same brand. 
I don't understand why they can't figure this whole thing out. But so Elias doesn't watch TV, right? He doesn't watch his own show, right? And it, 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 absolutely not. He really, really so doesn't. He just had like a six month feud almost, saying like, "Okay, I'm going through this." And you mean tell me that my son in that six months you see nothing? Nothing? Yeah, I, I don't know why Jeff Hart's not explaining himself neither. As in, yeah. like, it wasn't me. Jeff, it, I, don't, I don't know. I, I want to be the one to say it. But aside from this intercontinental feud, I, I don't like Jeff Hart. Jeff Hart's last couple feuds were just... Anyway. Now, feud for me. <laughs> I mean, I don't... I mean, they're it, 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 it just trying to get him to next year so he can use his own music and stuff, so... But... Uh, I got, there's no, re- you know what, honestly, I think Elias is coming back, I think Elias wins the matchup, especially after Jeff Hardy attacked him on Raw when he had that whole concert, I was like, really, I'll give Elias a whole concert on Raw? They're literally a fan and everything. I can see Jeff, I can see him pulling a Jeff Jarrett and winning by, uh, hitting him with a guitar. Oh. Never mind, cause they don't do shots no more, so. He can't hit him against the back, which is just not, definitely not as effective. Yeah, oh, man. Remember Jeff Jarrett's uh, headshot with the thumbtacks against the Miz? Yeah, but so yeah. If, if the guitar is hollow and it's, like, already basically cut, why can't he do a headshot? I don't know. Because I, I just hate when they do it with the back. The only one a little believable when they hit him in the back is when they're not looking. Yeah. But when they like, when he gotta like kick him in the gut and then put it against the back, it just, you know. Is a, right. I, 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 I don't think a good clean headshot. I understand that. I understand their safety too, but a good clean headshot, I understand that. But yeah, I have. Who slap nuts? So yeah, we got Jeff Jeff Hardy. Um, I I got Elias winning. So let's go into yeah, yeah. why well, did the second hell of some match is gonna be. And that's going to be a little cake back there. Uh, Bailey taking on Sasha Banks, which, in my like personal it. opinion, should have been at WrestleMania 37. In my personal, like in my personal opinion, the Hell in a Cell match should have been at WrestleMania, and in my personal opinion, should have main evented WrestleMania. But now this match is stuck somewhere on a B card pay per view, stuck in the middle of the card. They have a Hell in a Cell match, which will be the blow off you. Which, by, by the way, this thing is looking like on SmackDown. This ain't gonna be the blow off you, and it's gonna you you, you don't do anything else at the Hell in a Cell, and that bothers me. You mean to tell me we waited almost a full—not almost, it is a full year because that's what she wanted. Yeah. We waited a full year for this blow off, not having that WrestleMania or the Royal Rumble or Survivor Series or SummerSlam. But Hell in a Cell, no, actually on SmackDown, first of all, on SmackDown, because that's what it's supposed to fight. Yeah. And now at Hell in a Cell. What are they doing? Seriously. And, and they, but yeah, people, but yeah, the fans don't like long-term story booking, right? And it makes no sense to me. But on top of that, I'm like, so what if, if Hell in a Cell is at the blow-off, then what is? Because you don't go from a Hell in a Cell match, which that, that match was made to be known as a blow-off match. You don't go to that match as some regular old match. That's not how it works in a rivalry. Certain matches are meant to be like, okay, like blow-off matches. Buried Alive matches. Okay, Triple K, yeah. Buried Alive matches, blow-off matches. Hell in a Cell matches, blow-off matches. 
I quit matches, blow off matches. Those matches are to the point where it's so supposed to be quotations, so brutal it blows off the few. And those well, are three that come to my mind. That's something I never understood as well. It's like they say it, it shortens the career. Whose career did it short other than Tim White? Uh, well, Mick Foley probably. Oh, yeah. Fair enough, you're right. Look, I literally seen the match, uh, the 10 year anniversary of him versus Ric Flair in the hardcore match. Oh, and then I quit match from SummerSlam 2006. No, no, no. It's it, 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 TNA. Oh, oh, remember that one? It, yeah, it, 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 it was like Ric Flair would do thumbtacks, they jump off the thing. I'm pretty sure Mick Foley broke his shoulder and took a fall from the stage and the, the table didn't catch him. So, yeah, it's so bad they had to do it twice. <laughs> it's so bad they had to do it twice. Well, that's how we get to Bailey and Sasha Banks. Do I think it's going to be a good match? Yeah, I think these, these women are going to give us their all in this matchup, but I think they, they both got to be a little pissed off that, that this kind of match is not going to be the blow-off. I don't think it gets started. Seriously? I mean, so do, do do you think we're gonna have like a uh, Dean Ambrose Seth Rollins where they, they they just battle for like fourteen minutes outside the cage and then they go in there and they can have like a quick ten minute match? No, I don't think the match. Can, for for one, this whole storyline makes zero sense. Okay, didn't Bailey like break Sasha Banks' neck or something? Yes. She came back the next week. That makes no sense. But other than that, how are we going to have this big blow? That's the part that I, I just really, oh, I really hate it. Because we had this long feud and everything just to blow them off on the episode of SmackDown. And then just to instantly say, all right, now we're going to have this big match without having no other nothing. And we know WWE don't like to do one-off matches. So it's going to be like three or four matches anyway. Yeah, but the thing is, um, we've been having all these matches already. I'm like, what? If they just kept Sasha off TV... And just put her in the Royal Rumble and have her just, win the Royal honestly, Rumble. I would have just drafted them a different brand and then have Sasha win the Rumble. And then go out to Bailey. Because yeah. Yes. Like, separation. At least try to try to hold it out to WrestleMania. But even still, they didn't even have to draft Sasha Banks to the point I'm just because you know, they didn't have to bring her back. Make the people forget about her. And then she come yeah, into the Royal Rumble. going back to fighting Nikki Cross every week. Well, I mean, I, I, fuck it. I just have to deal with it. Have her come back at the Rumble, win the damn Rumble, and of course she'd be like, I'm coming after, yeah. Okay, coming after you, Bailey. And then so that, and then, and then she says, Bailey, I, I want you, your, uh, I have a match with you on SmackDown, right? Okay, so, so they, they, they do that whole SmackDown angle, uh, maybe the, the, the SmackDown February. Then they say, okay, fine, we're going to have a match. <clears throat> and, uh, Fastlane, whatever. And they, they throw away that matchup. It's like, look, Bailey, you can't run no more. You can't hide no more. You're a size contract. I want you at WrestleMania, Hell in a Cell. That way, it blows it off. She, Bailey can't escape. It gives it gives this rivalry that's been going on for since 2015 a proper send off and blow off and Sasha the title. But no, we have her here at Hell in a Cell. And as of right now, to be honest with you, I don't even know if Sasha wins. I don't even know if Sasha wins. So they haven't built her because she's been hurt every week. I I, I want Sasha to win, but I, for some reason WWE 
it, it, when I'm not booking this the right way, I don't think it's going to be booked the right way. I got Bailey retained the SmackDown Women's Championship. Yeah, I got Bailey retained, but I want Sasha to win only because Bailey's a big champion over a year, fighting jobbers a little bit. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I I need a change. I need something. I I, I want Sa- I really want Sasha to win too, and I want this feud to be over. But I feel as though with the way they've been booking it, it's not going to be over, and that's the day that's going that's going to piss me the fuck off. Uh, next match, Otis with Take. Uh, is gonna go up against the Miz with John Morrison for the Money in the Bank briefcase, as we seen on SmackDown. Otis, uh, Law and Otis, where JBL was a judge and Ron Simpson was the plaintiff, and Tay Law was just there. So, why didn't they go off a real life event and call it wrestling court? I I don't know why, cause I just I don't know why they didn't do that. I guess JBL was a judge. No, Undertaker was a judge. But JBL was, but Undertaker wasn't there. But Undertaker was. Jamie was second in charge. Like Jamie was second judge. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I guess so. So, I, I, that's what I thought they was going to do. But then, of course, that, you know, just real quick, did you see how that segment ended? Right when they looked at when they uh when he looked at the money. Yeah. Why didn't they have Ron Simmons looking at it with Jamie? Then he says catchphrase. I would like because it, it would have felt more like an APA moment because it just felt like he just gave him the money for. I was like. It would have made sense to me that when they would look at the money, it'd be like this: "Oh snap! It's uh, it's you know, you you give the AP, if you give the APA money. Remember, the whole thing with APA was we're not heels, faces. We, we we don't we don't pay favors. If you pay us, we take you out." Yeah, that's what I'm saying they paid JBL, and then uh, you know, Brian Simmons could have just been like looking at the briefcase with him. Then he said his catchphrase. Like, damn. He just randomly said at the end of the, at the, end of the segment, just look around. Yeah. And then nothing to do. And then say my catchphrase. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't written the best. It wasn't. I'll be honest with you on that one. So, uh. Yeah, no, I'm going to get paid, player. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to go. I got to go take a peek, player. You right back. And then, awesome. Holla, holla, holla. Okay. Yeah, here we go. So. Who's going with home with the money to break briefcase? And obviously, I got the Miz winning. Yes. I got the Miz I can't winning. See him, I can't see him beating Roman, though. But uh, I can see him. Well, actually, then, Mike, because he beat Roman all the time for the Intercontinental Championship. But uh, I can see him on Raw beating McIntyre or Orton. That would be weird, though, if they, if they have him beat Orton again for the title. Yeah. Oh, God. I, I, I don't think the Miz does it twice. I, I I think he was the one in the big briefcase, but I think he won one with Orton already. But I think he, he's going to lose one. I don't know. I don't know if he's going. I don't know if they're going to put the, the, the championship on Miz just yet because they're not taking off of Roman right now. Roman is on a different level right now with his heel work. But um, McIntyre, I I don't think they want McIntyre to lose it at like, like a money in the bank with the Miz, especially if they just draft him over back over to SmackDown. Oh wait, which is that Raw? I think I think the Miz is on Raw now, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so um, yeah, I, I don't see him. Be, I mean, I see him. He won the the, the try on McIntyre, but then he gets Claymore, and that, and that's it. So. What'd you say? 
I said, so uh, he just gets Claymore. He, he tries to cash in, gets Claymore kicked, and that's it. Nah, I think he'll, he'll find a, he'll do something sneaky. Look, but, I can see it happening. But I got the, I got the Miz being Otis. It, it, it's, how, it's how they can get that, that briefcase off of Otis. Okay, I can see that too. Because I don't think Otis with the briefcase was meant to be like a shock value, but a joke, but it went on long enough. It went on long enough. We just put Otis back in the tag team. Yeah. No, he can't. Oh, they like this shit going to last long. You know what I uh, Main event time, which you know is going to be main event. Roman Reigns taking on Jay Uso. A Jay Uso second Just main event. Quick. Yeah. Just real quick. You know, last SmackDown they had these different commentators commenting on, on, uh, on like the match that the Fox commentators, and they had Michael Vick commentating. What? <laughs> they had like Michael Vick commentating on this shit? Yes. And I seen the, the funniest comment was like, of course, he knows everything about the big dog, so of course that's why he's the commentator. Wow, are you—you you knew it was gonna come back. Yeah, it was like him, Tony Gonzalez, uh, Rob Stone, and somebody else. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it was like Del Four. Say what? It was like Del Four. Del Four. Oh my god, no! But well, I, I gotta go back and check out check out that footage and everything, but. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Roman, so it was supposed to be a one and done. The storyline has gotten over, and people are enjoying it. So, and they're enjoying this this tribal chief Roman Reigns, and I know I am. So we got an I quit match inside hell in a cell. Um, what do you think? Well, how do you think it's gonna turn out? Because we know who went in the match. But how's it gonna turn out? Do you? What, like, genre, I don't know nothing about how it's going to turn out. I just know Roman's going to win and somehow, some way, they, they reconcile and, and be a part of the group. So I'm saying, I'm, I'm thinking. Well, I, I, I do think the Usos do become, they go back to being heel, which they should be, go back to being heel with Roman Reigns, and then they create yeah, the. It, 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 it's not, it's, uh, Jimmy is not clear yet. What's the point of having the Usos doing stuff if, if only one of them can do stuff? Well, I mean, yeah, but I was, it's like, you know, you, you give Jay a good ass kicking to a point where it's like, yo, man, uh, we, we we can't beat him. We got we to go join cuz. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. I think, I think well, it's going to be a... a they, had, they just added a stipulation, though. What's the stipulation? I missed it. If he loses, then he's out of the Samoan dynasty. They're both out of the Samoan dynasty, and their family is banished from the dynasty. Damn. <laughs> Damn, Roman, you mad, you mad as shit right there. And what they did beat him up. They like jumped him, so. Uh huh. All right, so I mean, oh well, I mean that that gets to get given the excuse to be like straight hood niggas. Oh, excuse me, uh, urban use then, I right? Think, I think that happened, and I I don't know why I want this to happen. I don't even know if it's gonna happen or not. But I think that can give the opportunity of somebody to come back and say, you don't get to make that decision. I do, but uh, you know. They're not gonna waste him more hell to sell. No, no, not on hell to sell. Talking about after, like way after. Oh, okay. Well, they, they, they do leave the door open, but, you know, 
he he's a very busy man right now. If they can get that, that would be money. Yeah, I'm not saying because the, the man is endorsing people right now. The man got a TV show coming out. They're talking they XFL stuff. Yeah, he, he he's he, you know Dwayne ain't doing stuff, but I got Roman winning. I got it's one of the things where he probably handcuffs Jay Uso to the cell and gets him, you know, like like a candlestick beating. To the point where you make him say quit, and then his brother be like, "I'll quit for you, Oos. I quit for you." You know, something like that. Nah, he, he quit from last time. Good point. Yeah, so it's gonna be something, something like that, where he gonna like tie him to the cell because the finish gotta be good. It can't be that you know Brock Lesnar bullshit finish that he did with with, with uh, Roman and uh, Braun Strowman. He got, it gotta be a damn good finish. Or it can't, it, can't, it can't be no theme for uh, finish like we're we going to stop the match. Stop that. We ain't going to do that. Um, so, that's, I, I got, yeah, definitely got Roman Reigns winning that one. So, guys, that is our Hell in the Cell predictions. So, uh, stay tuned on Sunday. I'll be checking out Hell in the Cell to bring you guys a review Monday morning for Hell in the Cell. Uh, checking the whole thing out. And then, uh, like I, said, I don't know what Prime will be at, but I, I, I do plan on uh, having a review for you guys. So, next week is the uh, NXT Halloween Havoc. Now, usually, you know, uh, we will obviously do the review on the Wednesday Night War. So, that's what we're going to review. But I, I do want to get some uh, get predictions out here. Uh, for how we have it, we, we got a so far a four match card, and actually, I'm just like, there, there's no uh NXT champion match because obviously Finn Balor's injured, Kyle Riley came back, but he's not, but Finn Balor is still injured, so they're not gonna take off the they're not taking off the, the, the championship of Finn Balor just yet. So, we got a four match, they could have had a tag team championship match here, but you know, it's decided to waste it. Yeah, so four match card so far what we got right here, and uh, let's um let's just go run through this and get the predictions of our Halloween havoc. So we got no, nah, I'm not gonna start with your boy like that, but uh, let's start with Rhea Ripley taking on Raquel Gonzalez. Raquel Gonzalez has been a pain in the back of uh, Rhea Ripley. Actually, got got a pinfall on her a couple weeks ago. So now they get their one on one matchup. This this is no special matchup. It's a regular one-on-one between Rhea Ripley and Raquel Gonzalez. So, uh, who do you got to win this one? Uh, I say, actually, I say Raquel uh, Gonzalez. Really? Yeah. She's some kind of push. I, I, you know what? I do agree with that. I'm not mad at that neither. Uh, so, yeah, you know, uh, well, but I, I'm still going to go with my girl Rhea Ripley. I hope she come out with a Halloween theme or something. First of all, I hope they go to the old pumpkin and have the, the ghoul hands coming out the ground. I want it got to look Halloween. You can't just have this, you know. I I, I do like the you know the the, the uh, whole center that, that they do, but I'm like you got to give some kind of Halloween decoration in there. It's Halloween havoc, for Christ's sake. I mean, uh, I'm gonna try to have a little little more faith in that. But, uh, so I, I got Rhea Ripley winning. Now we go on to your boy Cameron Grimes taking on Dexter Loomis in a haunted 
House of Terror match. What the hell is that? That's what that's what it sounds like. It sounds like a cinematic match to me. You think we're gonna get a cinematic match? If we do, it's not going to be good because it got Cameron Grimes. I think Cameron Grimes actually going to have a good cinematic match. And, and once again, even though I know you don't like Cameron Grimes, he is pretty. He's, he's, he's solid. He's a pretty good wrestler. I just know you don't like him. It's going to be like um, uh, that segment of TNA when, he, when they was in his room. Like you know it would be kind of dope? If they turn it to, into like a Saw game, the playoff Saw, like Cameron Grimes wakes up and he's like chained to the... Uh, the, the, you know, the thing, and Dexter Lewis is, like, playing games with him and everything like that. He has to escape, and then uh, he just, like, you know, breaks the chains and goes up to the hallway and looks around, and Dexter Lewis goes out there and attacks him and stuff like that. But then Dexter Lewis runs off, and then he goes into another trap. Kind of, like, very Saw-esque. Like, I think that'd be kind of fucking dope. Yeah, well, let's see how they do it. I don't, I'm not really looking forward to it. He's not, okay, well, who you got winning it then? I, I have Dex Loomis as well. I have Dex Loomis as well. I came in. I'm not mad at you for that one. She said, "Who take an L every single week?" Grimes would take an L every single week if it was up to me. I, I see, man. That, that man would never make it to the moon. All right, we have Io Shirai taking on Candice LeRae uh, in the Spin the Wheel. Uh, spin the was it? Spin the Wheel. Make a deal. Uh, well, Shaji says, spin the wheel and feel the pain. I like don't like that one, but okay. So, what, I, I want to probably go out here on a limb here. Which stipulation do you think it's going to land on? Did they not already have one? Or it's to spin the wheel make a deal. I, I thought they already spent it. They did? I think so. I don't remember those spinning it. Took a tree, street fight or something. Whoa, hold on. I, I got, I gotta go back and uh, check this thing. I did not know they. I thought they were gonna spin it there. I know they spent the wheel already. The wheel, the, the wheel is, the wheel is spinning right now. Okay, I, I, I actually got a, uh, I found footage of the wheel spinning. I didn't even know they was. Spin, oh, fuck, it, 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 it went off. It was going, why would you spin the wheel and it goes off the air? They already, they already confirmed Gargano's, but I thought it said Chicken Treat Street Fight, but if it didn't, then I don't know. But if it, if that's on the list, then that's what I would say. Chicken Treat Street Fight. Okay, Chicken Treat, okay, well, let's just go with the Chicken Treat Street Fight. So, how do you, who wins, Io Shirai or Candice LeRae? I got EO winning also. Candice LeRae is great, but I don't think it's time for her to take the championship off EO Shirai just yet. Especially not with them bad segments. Them, them segments. What are you talking about? At, at, at home with the Garganos? Yes. Yeah, I, they haven't gotten any, any better than me. I try to give them another chance, but it's just not, not really not working out. So, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what they're doing, but the Garganos are not doing the I got you on that one. All right, well, then we got Damian Priest taking on Jack Gano for the North American Championship 
for another spin the wheel make a deal matchup. Now we don't know which one's the theirs is yet, right? Yeah, now this one is a uh, casket match or a bearded live match. Seriously? Yes, yeah, Gargano spent both of them. He spent the casket match first. He said, I don't like casket matches, and spent it again. And then got a, uh, a buried alive match. Wow. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if, why they were at the house of Denver Girls mock spins. But I guess just what he spent his mock spin, I guess. That's, that's what I seen him spin. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, if that, first of all, if it's a casket, for some reason, I love casket matches. I could, okay. I could tell you why. Uh, but I, I just, I just love casket matches. But if it's a buried alive, I'm like, I don't know if they're gonna get at the Damian Priest and Gorgano. It'll be kind of cool if they did, but I don't know if they'll give. I mean, but it, it will still fit the theme of Halloween, though. Yeah, I, it ain't the way I say Priest because, like I said, this character Gorgano don't, don't help. Exactly. Yeah, you know what? I, I, it, it'd be cool if it's a Barry. I don't know where the hell you gonna put Barry live in the performance center. To be, to be real with you, because this like really. Oh, so yeah, okay. Well, if, if that's the case, so, kind of like AJ Undertaker, then right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, then yeah, I, I still got Damian Priest winning that as well. So, uh, guys, that is our predictions for uh Halloween having what, what they have so far. They may throw like a little pre-show thing up there of like Dakota Kai versus Ember Moon. Uh, I, I seriously wow. doubt. But would that be so? I mean, well, once again, it's not pay-per-view though. But it's going, it's going to be well, one that's of the. That's why I got for a match yeah, they got so I mean, if they want to add Dakota Kai and Ember Moon next week, that you know, that that's cool too. But you you want you want to have these matches have time. So I figured. You know, uh, it, it's a possibility, but I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting. It's it's going to be interesting. So, yep. Yeah, so the uh, we we we're going we're going to uh, move on now. So real quick, did you see uh, what Eric Bischoff said? Well, I think it was sometime last week or a couple of days ago. He said that he felt as though that TNA at its peak, at its height, was better than NXT. Do you? And I was just like, you know what? Somebody. Which huh? Which NXT? Well, if he's talking about NXT today, then he's right. But I'm talking, I'm guessing he's talking, he's talking about NXT overall. As in from 2012, when it first got on Hulu, to up until now. There have been no better shows of NXT than there was with Impact at its height. Now, somebody who loves NXT and loves Impact just as much as I do, I want to get your opinion on that. And depends on what era of Impact he's talking about. Whatever era he's talking about, it's not with him there. So, well, for first uh, of all, I, I hope Bischoff knows that the, the height of Impact was not with him and Hogan was there. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, I really, I really hope he, he understands. I'm actually going as you get as you, as you give your opinion. I'm going to look it up, Eric Bischoff, because yeah, he he definitely definitely said that. Uh, so. I would say, um, I mean, it depends. But I would say, yeah, 
Well, I, actually, I didn't know if he was going to agree with that or not. Yeah, nah. Gene needs to have some good shows every single week. Uh, every single thing we used to be good. I mean, you know, so. I would, I would agree. But if he's talking about those years he was there, then I can, I want to agree. No. Uh, so here's the article right here on Wrestling Headlines. It says, Eric Bischoff doesn't think NXT is better than TNA when it was at its peak. And then, uh, Eric, this is what Eric Bischoff said. I have a quote here. I don't think NXT is as good as TNA was when TNA was at its peak. Now, at its peak is subject, right? Question mark. Some people like TNA when it first started because it was new. I get that. There's value in that. A lot of people like it because it, uh, come on. Uh, liked it because it did feel different in in the very beginning. Some people did like that smaller presentation uh, more than anything. Everybody love loves a competitor, right? Because you get your hopes up, you get interested in some new, fresh characters that you haven't seen before. But if you go back and look at TNA in terms of its peak across the boards, not in a moment. But but thank you, jumping on me. Not, not in a moment in time, but <clears throat> for an extended period of time in terms of television ratings, pay-per-view buys, and house show attendance, then that will be the period in time that I was describing earlier with the Aces and Eights peak storyline. Period when Brooke Hogan and Bully Ray and all of that went storyline. Oh God, no. He said we were pulling 25, uh, 35, or 5,000 people in a venue. I don't know that NXT is doing anything better than TNA was when TNA was at its peak. And I'll, I'll be pretty sure, I don't know, but if I were a betting man, I'll bet that there are a lot more uh, resources being pumped into NXT than, than there ever were pumped into TNA. Those are the exact quotes. All right. Well, um, I don't know. I, that is definitely not peak TNA, so I, I don't know. No, no. See, because I'm going to say this. Was TNA, like, uh, they were on a major channel on Spike TV, and they, they had a lot of good things. Like I said, when Hogan and Bishop came, I, I, first of all, I did not. I did not like them going back to the to the square ring. I'm like, the octagon was now. Even though for the wrestlers, they said they hated wrestling on that octagon ring, but uh, as fans, we love the shit. I love the. It makes them stand out, of course. It does. I, I I love the heel and face tunnels. Nobody was doing that until TNA was doing I like that. Them. I don't like how AEW does it, but I like how TNA did it because they had two different sides of the whole arena. Yeah. Well, how's, so a, how's AEW actually, do it? AEW has it where there's two arenas on the stage and they come out of the other side. Oh, yeah. While uh, if they used to have it, like, one side of the whole arena is the stage and the other side of the whole arena is the other side. Uh-huh. Like, I, I, I like it. eventually changed it to a ramp. Yeah. Yeah. I like 
the 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 um the small feel of it. Like I like the like, welcome to the impact zone. I like the impact zone. It was it was, it was nothing like watching just. Like the impact zone, yeah. <clears throat> like I I like that. The impact zone was a, was a good name for it, and they had some very talented wrestlers there. And because TNA wasn't the place where most of the WWE's guys came to come bitch. They came to make, they came to make a name for themselves. Uh, some of them did. Some of them did. Some, some, some of them did. I mean, Christian Cage was a whole thing over in TNA. And I was like, okay, Christian. He was undefeated for two years. Yeah, he, 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 was, he was something over at TNA. Kurt Angle was something over at TNA. Uh, Samoa Joe, Sting, AJ uh, Styles. Yeah, t- who are you telling? Kurt Angle was the guy. Jeff Hardy just couldn't. Kurt Angle was the guy. Yeah, Jeff Hardy was even good over there, but Jeff Hardy's going to keep his head straight. Well, yeah. yeah. And. Well, he, had like two, he had like three different. Uh, of course, his, his initial run was cool, and then he. Nothing came back in 2010. Then, of course, that's when he had a decline. But then, when Matt came, I think he was, he was better. And then, of course, the, the broken stuff was good. <clears throat> yeah. I, uh. I, I like um they were unique. However, some of the matches were you know were kind of confusing. Like I, I'm not gonna lie, I did like the King of the Mountain match, but the concept was stupid. To hang up the belt. Well, Jeff mm. thought of the concept, so of course. It's yeah, it was a, a, he ain't sell a dime. But then also, it's kind of like uh, I like the Battle for Glory series. The the amount of points you have to get. So you can be the one ranked top to go to, to, to get the championship opportunity at Battle for Glory opposed to the Royal Rumble. I thought that was cool. I, I love lockdown. I love the fact that I can have different kind of matches all inside of a steel cage. Minus minus the electric uh, the, the, the electricity okay. one. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that that that, uh, that that electric steel cage one was terrible. But when they had the lethal lockdown, or they had the street fight, or the first blood, all in inside of the cage. I thought that was a good way to keep things going. Destination X is one of my favorite things. Yeah, yeah. I, I, elevation X. Elevation uh, X was cool too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. elevation. Okay, that's what. Yeah, well, elevation X is when they use like the, the steel beam, right? Yeah, elevation was like a uh, scaffold match, basically. Yeah, but I, I like I like when they had the 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 whole uh, wrestling ropes going across, and they had the the X Division Championship in the middle. And I was like, that's those matches are awesome. I, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, it was a unique. I like those matches, the singles and the tag team matches that they had with the tag team. Back for the tag belts a couple times too. Yeah, they did with with the original LAX. Yeah, so, like, they had very interesting concepts, but in my personal, because I don't think Bischoff counts 2000, because, like you said, the early, the early years. I'm like, to me, 2004, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, those are TNA's peak years to me. Yeah. 
from two, from 2004 to 2009. Maybe, maybe even two, maybe even 2005. Maybe not even 2004. Okay, so 2005-2009. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would say those are TNA's peak years. Then when Bischoff and Hogan came, then if you're looking at pay-per-view buys, if you're looking at um, if, if you if if you're looking at uh, I would say you know when they're selling out different you know revenues stuff like that, then okay you can't argue with that. But still, that's when it's not going to decline. They actually went on tour. Exactly, and and that's when it's not going on a little bit of a decline. 2010 wasn't that bad. I mean, what it it, it was a different year. Oh really? Okay, never mind. More boys are coming. 10, 10, 10. Yeah, okay, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. That was the. Yeah, well, brother, I'm going to give you this ring that's going to give you superpowers. Yeah, I want the Abyss to destroy the whole X Division. I'm just like, okay, yeah, that's, that's fucking stupid. So, uh, but what, then I go back and think of NXT at, at, at its peak, and I, I think the best years, in my opinion, NXT would be. 2014 to 2018? Maybe. <coughs> because yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Right. 2014, we, 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 we was going with the Sammy Kevin Owens storyline. You had Finn Balor. Uh, Tyson Kidd and uh, is that yeah, yeah? You had all well, Tyler Breeze was actually somebody, yeah. <clears throat> and then okay, it's like 2015. You had the four horse, you had the four horse women, obviously, still. And uh, I, don't know, I, I think I would say three because they were not the four, and then it was not a lot of okay. Yeah, well, it, it, it was mostly about Sasha, Bailey, and Charlotte, then the more so Sasha and Charlotte. Yeah, and then when they left, then, then, then yeah. they were just like there. Oscar in the beginning, then they, 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 when they came over, then when they started bringing more credible people like Bobby Roode, when he was the true Undisputed Era, Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, the fantastic run of Shinsuke Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Was, even Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens was great. Yeah. And so, yeah, uh, it, was, it was all good, but once again, NXT... They've treated like more of a developmental. They they never brought anything new to to the table at its peak, other than just great wrestling. But TNA did try to bring something that that was so much different from what WWE did. I'm not mad at him for saying that. Too much. It's just it's just just just, just I refuse to call that Hogan era. Keyword: refuse to call that Hogan era. Uh. Peak TNA. Oh come on! You don't like the nasty boys in 2010? Kevin Nash, hey, X-Pac, is that Hall of Fame champions? 2010? Bruh, I I I I'm sitting here. Uh, I liked Main Event Mafia until Sting ruined it. That, nah, that's the best. That's probably the best TNA action ever. I'm calling it right now. Main Event Mafia. Well, this, yeah. everybody was good in it, but because Sting don't know how to be a heel. I think that was his thing. He was he was the only one that stuck out. Whenever when all of them took over, it was all good except for 
Yeah, I like Kurt Angle's version. Of course, everybody love Black Snow. And Scott Steiner. And, and Kevin Nash. And Cash Kevin Nash, he was rocking all the gray. But the main event, Mafia, I was like, that, that is a clever fucking name for a group. And every everything in Booker T and Scott Steiner, how they, how they had all their, all their history was, you know, the tag team champions. And then Sting was the, was the main guy. And, you know, him and Carnegie always clash. And Kevin Nash is just more just, you know, there. Yeah. They collect the check. So, uh. And then, and then they added, uh, some more Joe. And then, of course, they even brought it back with Madness. So then it's, you know. That was stupid. First of all, just like the Beatdown Clan, it could have been something, but, you know, that's we had Fat Joe. Excuse me. <laughs> some more Joe. And then you had, uh. No, I was right. He was fat at that time. And, uh, Kenny King. And who else was part of the Beatdown beat, beat, beat Clan? Loki and Loki, like oh my god! Can, can can we at least agree that her business was better than the beatdown claim? In execution, yes, but members, no. I don't like. Well, let's see. Samoa Joe, Bobby Lashley. So you mean to tell me Kenny King is not a new age Shelton Benjamin? Yes, I mean I, 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 I yeah I like Cedric, Kenny. And uh, Loki can do almost the same thing. So Cedric at the edge over there. And then Joe and uh, Lashley. I prefer Joe. I mean, everybody, everybody, everybody prefers Joe, but Lashley just stays in shape long. Okay, I'm sorry, Lashley's a that's an impactful dude right there. I will, yeah, oh, I will pick Joe, but Lashley's an impactful dude right there. Name your favorite Lashley match. My favorite Bobby, my favorite Bobby Lashley match. Huh? TNA or WWE? Either Lashley versus uh oh god I forgot his name when he was rocking I can't you know what you're right I can't sit there and pick out like the greatest Bobby Lashley match that was like top to bottom thing but when he was rocking that headband in TNA and he and he was like winning all the championships I was like Bobby Bobby is on, on another roll right now. Yeah, so it was just like I mean they, they treated Bobby Lashley with with love there, and he actually redeemed himself a lot. So uh, I mean, you know, the one he had to find Alicia with uh, what's his name, was actually pretty dope too. But yeah, I I, I understand what you're saying. But then if I, it's, it's kind of hard to you know name the, the best Bobby Lashley match. So I ain't mad at you for that one. Uh, actually, I'll say him and EC3 and him and Galloway was good too. Galloway and EC3. Honestly, I think EC3 is a better, you know. Uh, I, I, Bobby Lash is better than EC3, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, not, not talking wise, I'm talking about just wrestling wise. Yeah, because he don't have that many moves, uh, EC3. Yeah. He got like a snap here and uh, uh, tackle and stuff. So, so yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so, let, let, let me get this last topic out the way before we hit that Wednesday Night War. Uh, what happened to your boy, Alberto Del Rio? What happened? 
Oh, you know, he is uh convict could be going could be going to jail anywhere between you know twenty years to life in prison. Oh, <laughs> well, we've been hearing that often. Uh, no, uh, he is being if convicted because he he has been accused of in this is in uh San Antonio, Texas. As he's he he has the sexual assault charge, which is carrying a minimum of twenty years of prison. That's that's just the minimum of twenty years of prison to nine years of prison because he uh kidnapped some girl. And the accuser, uh, who this is the one. The peep this one. This is the one. We we have. It said the accuser who only speaks Spanish claimed Del Rio smashed her cell phone her laptop, and attempted to burn her passport in the tech that started around 10 p.m. on May 3rd that, that lasted until 2.30 p.m. May 4th. The woman claims uh, uh, Del Rio attacked her, causing multiple injuries and left her feeling woozy and dizzy from hits to her head. There's more. The accuser also, it's off TMZ, the accuser also claims Del Rio choked her and at one point shoved a sock in her mouth to keep her quiet. The woman says when the sock was in her mouth, she could not breathe. During the incident, the woman claims that Rio also sexually assaulted her with his penis and other body parts. The woman is adamant that she did not consent to sexual activity with Del Rio. And the responding officer saw multiple bruises on the accuser's face, arms, legs, and neck. And, Del, and so Del Rio was 43 years old, and uh, this man. That's <laughs> 43, 64220 here, and uh, I'm like, wow. How did Del Rio fall so far? Just so, so far. I don't know, but, uh, yeah, he's going to be right. Yeah, I guess, you know. I don't know what to say. I don't got nothing to say about this subject. He, he know what he did. He's been doing it for years. Like, right now, he's tough. Exactly. I'm like, you know what? He needs to get, he needs to get, he needs to get locked away. I mean, it's so, I mean, Vince Barnum was so much promise. Then, you know, he leaves and then he goes to TNA and talk rants every night about WWE. And then now he try to, he try to get back in good grace with WWE. That don't work. Goes, try to go back with good grace with TNA. That don't work. Goes out with Paige. That don't work, and then now we, we see this shit. I'm like, you know what? He needs to go away. Or well, at least he didn't stab nobody with a samurai sword. Wow, you you really you really bring it up. Uh, hey, yeah. you should have stabbed nobody with a sword. You, oh, you're right. Okay, well then, here's one topic that I know you wouldn't want to talk about because I wanted to get your opinion on it. So obviously, last I was I was going to do if I had did the podcast last week. Like who were the winners and losers of the the draft? But then in reality, does it really matter? It doesn't. The fans are the losers. Yeah, there you go. But I want to know this: since we have got the new day separation now, they have been together for six years. Where do you rank the new day as an all-time stable? Well, I don't think they're done. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, they're, they're not done. Of course, they're going to reunite, but then Biggie's going to go 
do his singles run. I hope this. Survivor Series, I'm telling you right now. They're like, yeah, this ain't working. Biggie, you're drafted back to Raw. I can see it happen just like that. But, you know, they had the highest level of success with being inside the group. You know that, right? I, I do know that. Yeah, so I mean, of course, celebrating them help, but I'm like, I mean, like, for their, I don't know what you want to call it, uh, mental thing, they were their strongest, and they wanted, they, they had the biggest accomplishment together. So, you know. Well, I mean, you know, WWE wants to make it seem like that the New Day is the greatest stable of all time. Which I I just well, hey, I, I disagree with that obviously. They're not, but they, you know, they could be. They could be up there, but they're not, of course. No, I, I, I mean maybe third, maybe third. Third all time. When it's all said and done, I can see them being third. Yeah. Well, when it's all said, okay. Well, let's see. If they're third, who are the first two that you put over them? I, you don't put the shield over the new day? Uh, are we talking about groups of fans or singles and groups of fans? I'm talking about, it's like this. You could put, like, New Edition is one of the greatest groups of all time, but you, their solo success does count because they all stem from that group and they all had some kind of success, you know, coming out of that group. And that's the same thing with um with with the New Day. Like, hey, we, we had the Kofi run of 2019 and then it's like okay well we got the big e run hopefully of 2020 and 2021 i'm not sitting there saying that big e is going to win a championship but i was just saying but uh, i mean i want him to win a championship but uh even even if they, if they want to kind of like push him to the moon and try to get him so, the so w then, so that domination is one of the best the rock and mark can both won world titles outside of the group and Dilo Brown had uh, great success in, uh, in the group also. And so did the Godfather. Yeah, but well, they were, like, removed from the group. No, they were, like, years removed after they went on the field. So they didn't okay. count. Okay, I guess not. But then, so we, so we probably just... You're just talking about success okay, within okay, the group. Right, you know, we, we found this field. Since they got back together, there was a group while there was a whole big... Because... because the shield. It, and the shield would be it. But I'm just saying, because... Uh, but... On the list. Well, it's like the Four Horsemen. What about the Four Horsemen? Which which version of them? The the, the one that only matters. The one with, with Barry Wyndham. I, I wouldn't... You know, they, they only had the, the tag team to say they didn't have players. No, no. Barry Wyndham was United States champion. Yes. United States champion. Tag champions. Brain busters. And then... uh. Flair was the world. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what... Because uh, to me... The Four Horsemen is the greatest stable of all time. Okay. And then I think, let's see, <clears throat> I think DX is actually was a little bit more successful in the long run than NWO was. Okay. And, uh,. Like when, when it comes to like okay, I look at the shield because I, I look at how 
They impacted the business, you know, uh, the matches, the match quality that they had, and who they who have they gone up against? Do you know? Because it seemed like every time the Shield had a six man tag team matchup, that match was almost gold. They made they, they turned main event into a must see show when they went against the Wyatt family. And like the Wyatt family is a good stable, but they're not in my top ten. Not even my probably not in my top fifteen. Yeah, but they didn't do nothing together. Yeah, they didn't really do, they didn't do too much together at all. But the Shield and the, the whole triple powerbomb thing, I thought that was, <clears throat> I thought that that I thought that was really, really cool and really unique. So that the, the New Day is, I, I give them credit for their longevity. Because the one thing the New Day has over everybody we just mentioned is their longevity to stay together. They have been this group with these same three guys for six years. Yep. <coughs> six. Yeah, it wasn't no heel turn. It wasn't no breaking up. It's just that like we're going our separate ways right now. And I like that. The Shield broken up. The Four Horsemen broke up. DX had two different forms of, the, of their group. NWO just kept adding too many people to the party, and next thing you know, we had three fucking NFL, uh, NFL, uh, NWO groups at the end. Sting is the reason why we go through something called the dumb babyface syndrome. Every time, it's like, <clears throat> like, hey, we're playing. You want to team up against the? Uh, you want to team up against the four horsemen? Yeah, I do it. All right. And then here you go. Get beat up now by Rick Flair and the four horsemen. Every single time. Every single time. I like how he would say, Don't you lie to me. And then he shake this man's head. It's the dirtiest player in the game. And look at me. He said, I'm not lying. Mark Anderson, I'm going to get you. And then, of course, that, that one thing is one where he tags in the ring. And, and just sucks. The <laughs> With those dress pants yeah. on? Yeah, I think Sting, Sting mm. is too trusting. Because mm. after the first, the second time, I'd have been like, all right, now nah, I'm not trusting him no more. That's what I said. He, he, the dumb babyface syndrome came from Sting. Because that, Sting is the one who just is the reason why this shit happens. You know what I'm saying? He's the biggest reason why all this crap happens. So, but yeah, New Day, I, I recommend it. I recommend it in the top ten, and like I said because of I did I don't it, think top five. The, the, I think when it's all said and when it's all said and done, because first off, you also got to look at this, this. This is the one negative that New Day got against them. They're uh they have nobody to go up against, and that's not their fault. That's a really fault. It's like this. When you think of the New Day best matches, the first the first person that comes to your mind is this: the Usos, because the Usos they they had the they had probably some of the, the greatest tag team rivalry of all time. Here's the thing: or I mean, probably next to the Hardys, EMC, and the Dudley Boys. But um, other than that, they everybody they they beat was not a, really a credible threat to the New Day. I play the bar. The bar was cool, but it's like, if you say name it. The bar ended their long tag team run. Their, the bar didn't end, end, end the, the long tag team run. The, the, the bar was cool, but I'm saying, but it's just like, it wasn't it wasn't the Usos. They didn't have that rivalry of the Usos on there. 
and you sit there and look at the all the other competition that's at the new day, huh? They got shame. They, they really shame. You can't do much. Is it? Uh, uh, so I'm saying, you know, i If you look at all the other tag teams, which WWE does not like, they haven't, they haven't faced, you know, too much anybody. If you look at the Shields resume, for instance, they have matches with Kane and Daniel Bryan and the Undertaker, and even at that time Ryback, John Cena, Randy Orton. You know, like they, they have those matches. Where they, they, they were taking on as a group, not individual, but as a group, those big names. The problem with the New Day is, it's like I said, it's not their fault, but they don't have those matches with those big name people. Other than, like with Kofi, whatever against Daniel Bryan, and of course the New Day was, was the hot story along with Kofi in 2019. Yeah, they finally got some just due over that. But before, <clears throat> before even going into that, uh... Like the, 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 when they was in the first tag team elimination chamber match, you had like four jobber tag teams. It's really just between New Day and the primetime players. It wasn't. It wasn't really like the, the New Day never went up against the Undertaker. The New Day never went up against Kane. The New Day never went up against uh, <clears throat> Randy Orton as. Really as he was Undertaker more than he was in twenty twenty. Or 2019, and like I said, it in 2015 when uh it is like even when they they want to get Undertaker in uh 2014, it was like it's it's a name. Whether the Undertaker is not the Undertaker himself, I mean he's he's a draw. And the the New Day they never was put in a program. The only big program, well I said the big program, but the only one of the programs that the New Day went up against. Remember when Xavier Woods answered John Cena's open challenge? Yeah. For the, yeah. For, for, for the United States Championship? That's when that's when they, they, they start putting them in big programs. And it's like, okay, we, 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 had, something, we had something small with John Cena. But if if I say name the big programs that the New Day was that the New Day was in with big with big money making names, it will take you a minute. Yeah, well, I just like the success. I think they got success. They all did it together while they were married. But that's just personally why I think. No, no, I mean, I, I agree with you because, look, man, I've been rocking for New Day ever since Xavier Woods came out as angry Xavier Woods in Raw 2014. I remember where I was when I watched the car in that, that white and red suit. I remember all that. So I remember the stuff. I thought I have been the one clamoring and begging for a new nation. But, uh,. Now you know to see what the new what the new day has become. I thought that I thought that was just genius. So <clears throat> absolutely, but uh, honestly, that's uh, I just want I just want to see where you will rank them of all time. I know they're not done yet. I think it is when, when, when it is all said and done. I think the new day is going to be up there along because I think them and the Shield, the Four Horsemen. DX. See, the problem with NWO is I like them, but I don't. The original NWO is what I would be counting. Yeah, I like, but then, because if you look at when it comes to uh, boosting TV ratings, selling merchandise, the NWO is great, but what do they do? They jump people. They barely had any, like, give me a credible. 
Okay, okay, I'm counting kind of original three. What name me a great NWO match? I don't have to. They still transition to business. I mean, they did, but DX did the same thing. Yeah, but NWO <coughs> first. Yeah, NWO. I said NWO in the beginning was was was. I think that's the only thing that they got. Though. They don't got no big match. They don't got no big. DX, NWO, Shield, New Day, and who's the fifth one? Four Horsemen, DX, The Shield, NWO. I, and I, I think once it's all said and done, the New Day is going to be uh, be right there. Right after that is the Heart Foundation. Because I like them. Because I like the, the faction, the Heart Foundation. They just stay, but they only stay together for like a year. Because you can make the argument the Nation of Domination was better than the Heart Foundation. You can make that argument, of course, but just uh, I just thought it was cool seeing seeing them who's actually family do like work together. I kind of think that that kind of stuff is cool to me. I can agree. <clears throat> I can agree. All right, guys. Well. Let's get on to the final thing for uh, this podcast. It wasn't a, it wasn't going to be a long one this week, but uh, we're going to do the Wednesday Night War. So uh, let's gear up for that. Welcome back to the Wednesday Night War. Uh, this is me and Primetime here. So we are back to doing the audio uh, version for Wednesday Night War. Hopefully next week with Halloween having, we'll, we'll get back on the Zoom call. Because I got I got myself a new webcam, so I can uh, join you in the background festivities th- uh, next time. Okay. Yeah, I got me a brand new webcam. I've been. I, 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 have you been watching the reaction videos? Yeah, I seen. That. I was I was about that, but yeah. Yeah. So so hopefully yeah. So next week we can probably do that, but right but right now uh we we got a little a lot of things going on right now, so we we gonna do give you the audio. So we have NXT taking on AEW. Uh, of course, there's only really one highlight this week, and that's of course the Jericho MJF steak dinner. So, because uh, there's not there's nothing really on NXT that was just like, man, you gotta go back and check that out. But let, let, let's get into it, shall we? Uh, we have um, 
a triple threat matchup. Kushida taking on Velveteen Dream, taking on Tommaso Chopper. Obviously, this comes from when <coughs> Chopper and Kushida had a matchup and Dream got involved in it and cost them the matchup. So now we got uh we got the whole uh triple threat thing going. So Kushida is looking very good in this matchup. And I'm just like, okay, like they really gonna push Kushida here. It's time he, he he's going like doing the cruiserweight thing like he dives on one side on Velveteen Dream, dives on the other side and takes out Champa and it, it goes back and forth doing uh these, these these different kind of dives but then <clears throat> as he as he's about to come in uh Ciampa hits him with the uh widow's bell ddt dream kicks Ciampa and goes for the, the dream body driving on Kushida. but he goes for a roll up Ciampa knocks dream outside the ring and as dream is getting back up he still got the cast on his arm he hits Ciampa in the head and now Ciampa's days and then he gets a, a deadlift german suplex by Kushida and he wins the matchup. So Kushida is being pushed, takes the pin on Chopper, and uh, that's what it was. So, how do you feel about Triple Threat match? So, why is Chopper taking losses when Bill Two Dream is there and you still kind of get buried? Why is Kushida getting the push? I don't know. I can tell you neither. I mean, you, you, when you thought Bill Two Dream was getting buried, look like it ain't happening that much. <clears throat> uh, the unfortunately, 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 yeah. Of uh, undisputed era is backstage. Uh, Adam Cole's on the screen while all three of the other members are there. He's not. He's not medically clear to compete. So, uh, but the, the titles are coming back home tonight to the undisputed era. And then they, they all they they talk about the spin. They will make a deal. Come back to Halloween Havoc next Wednesday. Uh, we got Ember Moon coming back for her first matchup back in a uh, singles matchup. Just returning. One of them against Jesse uh, Kama. It's not really too much of a match here as this time Ember Moon does not use the Eclipse. She actually uh, gives, her, gives a double knee face push off the second rope and then applies an inverted sharpshooter with a chin lock as a submission and, and wins the matchup. So it looks... What? Well, we haven't seen that move before. I guess we haven't seen Angry Ember Moon doing it, I guess. Because, you know, that's definitely the PO. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean, it it's happened. Really it, it looks like that she is uh, is going to save the Eclipse for, like, the big matches. Kind of like how Jeff Hardy said, I'm not doing Swan Times on house shows anymore. Well, I, 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 first of all, I like the springboard splash. I like the handspring forearm that she does. Like Ember Moon got, got got a good array of moves. It's like she's pretty, she's pretty dope. But she she has to showcase them more. Yeah, well, she do it once a match, not once a match, once a month. Mm. Then the eclipse is like the only thing she has mm. when she don't pull those other moves off. Well, that's why what Paul Heyman said, if you if you can get this move over in the weeks to come, then it can be can be something that you can add to the add to the move set. Aramoon <clears throat> is celebrating, and Dakota Kai attacks her right there on the apron, gives her a face wash, and then um, Aramoon gives her a stare off. So we know we're going to get Aramoon taking over Dakota Kai as well. 
backstage, Bobby Fish is down. We don't know what happened to Bobby Fish. And then, uh... See, at this moment, I thought it was, uh... <coughs> you know it was who? O'Reilly. Oh, you know what? That, that would have been, that'd been a good swerve. No pun intended. Because, you know, Bobby is down. <clears throat> the other one couldn't compete. I thought I thought of, of rally at first. Then he was like, "Well, I'm not gonna compete." He was like, "I'm not gonna fight." So I thought I was saying that first. Yeah, and, and don't worry, we are gonna get to the end. Uh, <clears throat> Austin Theory versus Bronson Reed. So uh, uh, we we had the matchup here. Uh, we're hearing also that Bobby Fish is not medically clear to compete. Kyle Ryan was cleared this morning, so Mr. Reed goes having him replace Fish in the main event. <clears throat> so. Uh, Reed hits basically a huge splash on the top rope for the win. So he wins the match. Theory grass microphone says he's the future of NXT. He's only 23 and he's done more Creed, uh, done more in his career than Reed has done in his 15 years. He's not leaving until he beats Reed. So then they come back for another matchup. And then uh, Ross Reed hits with a Samoan driver to beat him a second time. So he beats Austin Creed twice. And I'm like, well... And I also create Austin Theory twice. So this is Austin Creed getting his punishment. Austin Theory. Austin Theory. I keep saying Creed, don't I? Austin, the- Austin Theory. Uh, Zia Lee is backstage with Casey Catanzaro. Uh, she thinks Catanzaro for attempting the match. She says that she needs to win. Catanzaro understands. But uh, Michelle asks why Lee has put so much pressure on herself. And Lee says the match is important. She needs this win. Harrison made the best woman win. Six-man tag team matchup. Swerve, Isaiah Swerve, Scott, Jake Atlas, and the debut of, was it, Ashte the Adonis versus, <clears throat> versus Legado de Fantasma in a six-man tag team matchup. I didn't get a chance to see most of this matchup other than, uh, at the end, Scott's hit hits Mendoza uh, for the for the JML driver, but Mendoza gets out, <clears throat> and then Scott um, stares Mendoza with the pin is broken up, and then I I see that Wild and Mendoza hit the uh, what's, what's what's that thing Perry Sander used to do at WC, ECW, the face side leg sweep combo. Come on, uh, the, the, the total elimination? Yeah. Dang, I ain't seen that part. They stole Undisputed Era's finisher? No, see, uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's why I thought it wasn't, uh, uh, like I said, it probably wasn't, I'm not sure, but they pick up the win here in the match. It was, just, it was a, uh, you know, it, it was, it was what it was. I didn't get you to see all of the matchup. Uh, the Organos are at their house spinning a sample wheel. For the spinner will make a deal, and Johnny flips out after spinning to a buried alive match, then a casket match. And Candice, yeah, then uh, Candice LeRae spins to a trick or street fight, and is happy. Their actual spins will be re- see their actual spins will be revealed next week. Okay. Okay. Sense now. So, so like I said, we don't know what the match is going to be. I mean, don't tease me like that. When they got casket burial out there, I'm thinking we're going to get a casket match. And then now they want to talk about some, you know, we're going to wait. So I, usually at the show, like how we have it is, they're going to spin the wheel and make the deal right there. Okay. Mm. Mm. It don't make no sense for, I, I don't know, 
I don't understand that saying that he was like, yeah, I, everybody knows I hate cash and matches. I'm about to say it got to be inside the business because I Gargano ain't been nowhere near them kind of kind of horrific matches ever as I seen them. Uh, is that supposed to be a buried joke? You don't want to be buried. Oh, to them, I get it. I get it. Uh, Killian Dame and Drake Maverick take on Everrise. Yeah, the quickly I say from this matchup, the quickly you know I get by it as Everrise wins. By disqualification. Okay. So, like I said, there's more things to have. Maverick wipes out Everrise with chair shots until they retreat. Dane looks stunned. Maverick is pumped up. He realizes that he he, he, he fucked up. Dane then slaps him in the chest and says, that was awesome. And I was like, oh, here we go. We're getting the Beauty and the Beast type of storyline thing. The odd couple. Uh... <clears throat> Breezon goes backstage with Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan. Mr. Regal says that as uh, Omar said he can't compete and Butch and Lorcan should get the shot. They disagree, saying that they would be fair and square. O'Reilly insists and walks off. Regal asks if there are any objections to Breezon goes are in agreement. So, Casey Catanzaro taking on Zia Lee <coughs> with Kane, well, Kane Carter's with Casey Catanzaro, obviously. Uh, Punch the clotheslines are thrown. Lee gets shoved back. Ken Zero hits a corner clothesline, followed by a flipping lay drop, and pins up Zia Lee. So, she, she's the winner here. Lee is angry and shouts that she should have won. Kane Carter runs in, but Lee kicks her and then stomps her. <clears throat> and Ken Zero. Then Rekha comes in there and just attacks uh, Zia Lee and Stanley Tall. And calls uh, Rhea Ripley that she's going to be bigger and better at how heavy she'll be the devil in her nightmares. So, your whole thoughts and everything. <clears throat> I'm just ready for this to be over with, to be honest. You talking about the NXT, talking about the NXT side or, or, or Rhea Ripley or something? No, I'm talking about just, I don't know. Like, I don't know what they're doing with Rhea. I, I, I ain't saying that... Uh, Gonzalez is gonna win to be real because I don't know what else she got to do. Uh-huh. She's been jobbing ever since she lost the title. Uh-huh. So I don't I don't know what they're gonna do with her. I don't know what's going on with Zia Lee neither. <clears throat> Apparently she's getting deported. That's like now nah, I'm getting well, I don't know. Like, the dude came out there with some Chinese saber with a suit on. And it was in Chinese, so like I don't know what what to do. Oh, okay. <clears throat> So I don't know. I understand. <clears throat> All right. Well, we we, we got another um, live with uh, Thatch as Thatch can Timothy Thatcher school, and he shows you know basically a submission. Then now he goes up against somebody named Anthony, and uh, he gets some knees and it makes him submit with a single leg crab. So it was basically just to <clears throat> put over Timothy Thatcher. That's all it was. Uh, Daniel Priest is getting a tattoo, so he'll, he'll be ready for Gorgano Halloween Havoc because, you know, I've done everything that Gorgano's done, but the thing is, you know, after I'm done it, I walk away from it. You just can't let that limelight go. Tag Team Championship matchup, Breezango taking on Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. So, I was just like, honestly, I don't know who going to win these tattoo times, to be honest with you. 
<coughs> Excuse me. Um. I thought <clears throat> if Wallace Street and Aaron would have been in the mm-hmm. match, I thought they would be one. Probably so. I didn't think Breeze Island was going to hold it the, the belts that long anyway. Uh, <clears throat> so, uh, good. I, I thought it was a decent matchup uh, by them. And um, there was a. Uh, Breeze Island hits a. Uh, Super kicks on Lorcan and then Birch and Fandangas to the top rope. But uh, somebody off a mask comes in and knocks him to the floor. The referee's like, who the hell is that? And I'm saying the same thing. And then uh, Danny Birch low blows Tyler Breeze. And then Lorcan and Birch hit the, the, the double team DDT for the win. And they win the tag team championship. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm happy for Lorcan and Birch because they are a hard-hitting tag team. And then... The best person in the ring celebrates with Lorcan and Birch, and the person is Pat McAvee. Pat McAvee is back, and he says, introducing the, the new tattoo champions, Lurkin and Butch. <coughs> they don't have a tattoo name yet, but, uh, and that is undisputed. Uh, <laughs> and he said, and that is undisputed. So the rivalry is being renewed. What did you think? <clears throat> so do you think if Ridge Holland would have got injured, it would have been the stable? <clears throat> you thought like Ridge Holland only looking at Danny Birch? And Pat McAfee. Maybe. Why Pat McAfee, though? <clears throat> I'm talking about if he's still the leader of this, do you think he's mm. the one that was behind Ridge Holland beating him out of code? Oh, probably. I see what you're, I see what you're saying now. I see what you're saying now, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So so you can have the so you can make a stable so he can make his own four man stable and go up against Undisputed Era. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Interesting. <clears throat> I mean, even though out of all the people to, to have, you won't have two people that never ever beat Undisputed Era ever. Uh huh. Then if Richard only work, we're gonna have them as your stable mates to try to beat them to the Alright. Yeah. <clears throat> Alright, so it is time to go on to AEW Dynamite. And so we, we, we are coming into full gear, which is on November 7th. And then tonight is the round one of the AEW World Title Eliminator Tournament. So we open the contest because we need to have this kind of thing. Uh, it's, 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 uh, I hope this is the quarterfinal. Jungle Boy taking on Mr. Mayhem Warlow. Um, and I was like, okay, well, this is going to be pretty good. Uh, Warlow hits an F10 to Jungle Boy on the stage, on the outside. Jungle Boy, uh, he fights and everything, but Warlow's just too much for him. And it hits an F10 uh, inside the ring. And then uh, he uh, picks up the win here. So we, uh, as Warlow wins the matchup, we get news that uh, major announcement for Tony Khan that the AEW World Championship match is going to be an I Quit match at Full Gear. Moxley taking on Eddie Kingston. Prayers have been answered. So, uh, See, I thought it was going to be a triple threat match um, with them two and Archer. 
Oh, well, I mean, I don't mind. I quit matching between Eddie Kingston and Moxley. They, they are two crazy SOBs together. Don't you agree? So, I agree, but you know how them two wrestling, somebody's going to die. Yeah, or just like K.O. Omega and Moxley, so I can't wait to see that one. Uh, uh, next up, we got K.O. Omega goes against the Concrete Grove, Sunny Kiss, in the first round, World Tile Eliminator. So, Kenny Omega is going back to the old Kenny Omega. The clear that he got the women, uh, he got a new entrance, uh, got the, the women with the brooms, and I'm just like, okay, Kenny, so the match starts off, B trigger the Sunny Kiss, which in my opinion, Sonny Kiss didn't take that, that, that V-trigger right. Like, I, it, it looked like he was bracing for it before we even knew what was happening. And, and I, I was just like, okay, well. And then he goes for the one-wing angel, and then he pins Sunny Kiss. And then that's it. And he just, looks, he, just look, he just gives a look at the camera like, this is mine to win. If y'all didn't think Kenny Huh? I was going to say, that look is going to be a meme for the next few days. I did that. It didn't look that. I did that. Looks gonna be a meme until the election's over. <laughs> Tell you right now. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I can see. I can see that being a meme. What's so many people thinking like really? Uh. And I'm so he he helps up Sunny Kiss after the matchup and get and shake the cobwebs and then he, he goes and just uh gives him a handshake with the Kenny Omega the cleaner. He's back and if y'all the he ain't gonna win this tournament, y'all sick in the head. If y'all think he's gonna win this tournament, y'all sick in the head. I mean, mm. yeah, it's his to lose. Though. Is it? But you don't, you don't like Kenny going win the whole thing? No, I'm saying it's his. But I'm saying yeah. it's his to lose. The only person he can lose against is Kenny. Yeah. Um. There's footage of Cody and Arn Anderson pull up to the arena, and then uh, Dasha tries to get a few words with Cody, and says uh, he doesn't see Co- uh, Arn Cassidy beat him next week. As Cody has champions advantage, so we know what that means. Brother versus brother in uh, the World Title Eliminator quarterfinal matchup as Ray Phoenix takes on uh, Pentagon Junior. Pentagon L Zero. So. Uh, yeah. Can I say this was a good matchup right here? Even though it didn't last as long as I thought it could have last, but it was a, it was definitely a good matchup here because these guys at the beginning know each other so well they were just slipping through all of their moves, all of them. They were just slipping through like uh 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 uh. uh. I thought I thought I thought that was actually kind of dope. And it's it's uh pretty pretty good. Even Tony Schiavone never seen anything like this. Uh, <clears throat> then we uh Ray Phoenix hits a uh, Spanish fly on or Pentagon Junior. And then, uh, but Pentagon kicks out. And then, uh, so, uh, with the frustration, he tries to, Pentagon tries to break his brother's arm. <clears throat> and, and I was like, oh, old school Lucha, uh, Lucha Underground days. And then, but, uh, it, uh, it doesn't happen. And then, uh, we go, uh, Pentagon, Phoenix rolls him up. Right? Is that, is that how he won? He, he rolled him up? Yeah. Or oh, we're going to destroy... He, he, he did something. Fu- Who was the enemy? That's what it was. The Canadian story out of nowhere. And Pence... actually finished off a match. Like, oh my... In AEW? What? And then so... uh That, that was a good match about by them two. And Eddie Kingston was on commentary. But, uh... Mm. He, he had the forfeit. 
Who? Why? Got hurt in the match. Oh damn! See, I missed that part. So, so Penta's advancing. And that's some shit. <laughs> and that's some shit. Phoenix always getting injured. Before we put in the match, we can't wait to see him in. Hangman Page taking on Boom Boom Cocabana. Cocoa, I know Evil Uno. Did not see the whole. I didn't see. I see the matchup, but I do know. Uh, Anna Page won with the Buckshot Lariat. So that's the first round. So next week we got uh, so it's probably Pentagon because it says Ray Phoenix. It was Pentagon taking on Kenny Omega and Warlord taking on Hangman Page. Yeah. And then the finals is going to be at Full Gear. So it, you know it's going to be Hangman versus Kenny Omega. Definitely. It has it has to be that. Uh, Taz comes out. And he is upset, you know, saying, uh, what he called it with Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. And, you know, Team Taz has passed over certain opportunities. Uh, it says, Will House better watch his back. And Ricky Starks threatened Darby Allen again. And, first of all, I know this was, um, not the time yet, but did you see where Darby Allen put him, he was with Steve O and put himself in the body bag and rolled down the, uh, yeah, that's so stupid. Escape. I was like, that's just fucking stupid. Like, I, I don't know what you're... He is a tra- adrenaline junkie. I'm like, he really should have been on Jackass. If that was the case. This man, this, this man is crazy. But that's Darby Allen for you. Uh, it's now time for a lot of... I didn't never know with the demo guy and the ratings ruler, MJF. So, MJF and Chris Jericho is in, you know, this nice restaurant... They're dying and everything, and then they both order porterhouse steak, but then uh, they keep changing the order because MJF wants rare, and then Chris Jericho's going to order medium well. I mean, first it's well, medium well. Then he says, well, you know, I have a porterhouse steak with a big tip, medium. And then Jericho says, well, you know what, I'll do much medium rare. And then so uh, uh, they keep ordering it. They both get, like, rare steaks. And then... Uh, Extra blue. Extra blue, extra blue. He said, I have my steak blue. <laughs> so, uh, Jericho says, look, let's just cut the crap. The Raiders ruler sucks. And Marcus sucks. And he said, there's much chance of getting over as um, Orange Cassidy. They both said at the same time. And he said, see, we're getting along already. And then uh, he said, well, look, there's going to be a town hall thing next week to see if you can be even in, be, be, be willing into the, be, come into the, winter, the inner circle. And then, uh, he was saying, you know, said we are both are the top two guys in this business. And you know, saying, and why wouldn't they want us in the inner circle? And then they break out, literally, into a full dance and number into like a 1940s Hollywood show tunes, Rat Pack type thing. And is it? I, I like that. It, 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 you know what it reminded me of? Remember when you just watched Family Guy and uh, Brian and, and, and uh, Stewie just be going into one of the most show tune dance numbers? Yeah, but this one was it's, definitely more funny. It's, yeah, I, 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 I like that nigga about it. I was like, wow. I, I, I never seen nothing like that in wrestling before. And I thought it was great. I, I know there were some people that probably didn't like it, but I enjoyed it. What did you think? You enjoyed it? Yeah, I like it. They both can actually sing too, which is good. Yeah, so that was pretty good. Uh, Doctor Britt Baker, DMD, taking on 
uh, Killing King. <clears throat> Not much of a matchup here. And she she put the locked jaw on King and she taps three, out. Three C's. The three C's? What's the three C's? Girl, it's three C's. Oh, is, is, is that what she called it now? Nah, I just say it's three C's. People are getting it. Okay. The three C's. All right. <clears throat> Main event time. Uh, it's a, a JR reference. Oh, oh, that's why. Main event time. No one can tell fatal four-way tag team matchup. The winner earns a title match at full gear. Butcher and the Blade take on the Dark Order, which is John Silver and Alex Reynolds. Private Party and the Young Bucks. I knew it wasn't going to be Private Party, but I was rooting for Private Party anyway. And, but I was like, because I didn't, they, they was going to pull. What you mean? I, have for my, I like Private Party, man. They, they, they going up against mm. Young Bucks. So. You, you're right. But see, I didn't even pull the plug. I didn't even pull, pull it on Young Bucks versus FTR this early. I didn't even think they were going to save it for like uh, All Out or, you know, Double or so, Nothing. So you wanted to see a pay-per-view FTR versus Butcher and the Blade. No, I, I, well, Pride Party is better than Butcher the Blade, in my personal opinion. But not character wise, not not character wise. But uh, you should have put Phoenix in a in this match. Yeah, you should have. But they want them to have brother. They want brother versus brother things. So that's probably what it was. Uh, the books isolate Cassidy and set up uh Cassidy for the muscle driver. Mark Quinn pulls uh, Nick Jackson off the apron. And Cassidy uh, rolls up Matt Jackson, but Matt reverses the roll up attempt, which I thought Cassidy kicked out, but he did on the on the other view of it, and they and they win the matchup. So five is going to be the Bucks taking on FTR at full gear. That that should be a match. That should be a match. FTR comes out to the ring with the world titles, and Mass Man jumps to the ring and it takes out Nick Jackson with uh, Nick Jackson with steel chair. You know who it is? It's Tully. And then FTR placed the, the chair on Matt Jackson's ankle, and they crush it. Now, what? Well, they play it off like, hey, I'm going to be fine next week. Or they're going to try to find another team. If they can, private party. But I doubt they're going to do that. So, uh, that was Dynamite. So, what, what's your grade for it? Did the anime make sense to you? Because why was Tully dressed up again? <coughs> As if we don't know who FTR rides with. <clears throat> I, I don't know. Maybe that was his, his COVID stuff. All right. Well, then, so who won for the week? NXT or AEW? Yep. And the Jericho MJF thing took it over the edge. So AEW gets my win this week. Post your comments down below who you guys don't want for the week. And how do you like the, the Jericho MJF uh, singing segment as well? It's probably going to be like double the thumbnail right there. Uh. Let's move on. Closest thing out. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. We're glad to be back for the No Gimmicks Here Wrestling Podcast. Make sure you guys uh, stay tuned for our Hell in the Cell review. Our Halloween Have You on the next Wednesday night. Uh, the next Wednesday night war next week. Check us out on spacesfully.com to get all your podcasts. Uh, check out the Lulu Pop, Lulu Pop Horror Show, especially around Halloween. Mark and Dark and both sides. Check out our podcasts. Uh, no Gimmicks Here Wrestling Podcast. Nerd Got Your Talk Podcast. Turntable, Semi-Culture and Beyond, Drunk Thoughts, Silver Tongue. 
Check out uh, all of us on all the podcasts apps, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spreaker, uh, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Check us out on YouTube Premium as well if you don't have any podcast apps. And make sure you check out the 31 Days of Halloween on NC Studios. Been doing all the Halloween actions every night. Got Halloween movie views coming up this weekend. All that great kind of stuff also. Make sure you guys also check out uh, TheRealNerdCoalition.com. Once again, that's TheRealNerdCoalition.com. Make sure you guys go out there. We, you know, we can't tell you to stay in the house, but you can fight COVID-19 with the Nerd Coalition mask. Nerd Coalition Studios mask. Nerd Coalition Level Up mask. If my man Primetime is out there traveling, I think you should probably get yourself a mask. So you can go out there and rep, you know, saying, you, you know, it's just a thing out there. I think that'd be kind of cool. And uh, make sure you guys check out the Prime Nostalgia Podcast as well. I plan on putting that up on the website, along with Q-Flow, uh, the War Drum album. There's so much great things that he has right there. So uh, that's going to be great stuff right there. So make sure you check out the website and all that stuff out there. Hope you guys enjoy your week. I'm glad to get back to you after being gone for a month. I want to do the best of my power to make sure I come back to you guys weekly with weekly content, even though the, the rest of the stuff be kind of few and far between. But you guys deserve great shows. So once again, this is NCM Place to Be. Show mm-hmm. Mr. Andy. And not Deion Sands for primetime. Alright. Alright, and the uh, Q-Flow, happy birthday to you, and take us out. to your ears welcome to the show we don't need any gimmicks you already know so sit back relax and hit the like button go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming swag on trivia and prompts top five either way it's fun and you're hearing it live join with your host mr a and e yeah you know it's the place to be snc Here at Mountain Dew, it's easy to tell who really loves the outdoors. For one thing, there's the rack on your car and the hitch on the back of your truck. There's your garage full of toys, from dirt bikes to wakeboards. And there's your cooler full of Mountain Dew, always at the ready. Because when it's time to get out there, you know, climb into your deer stand or your fishing boat, a cooler of ice-cold Mountain Dew, that's as important a piece of outdoor gear as your spinning rod or your four-wheeler. Mountain Dew. Get out and do.